0: Hello everybody, welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. As we continue on in the series we're doing called Life in His Story. And uh, this series is uh, uh, all about taking a look at the sort of Christian year, the church calendar, the historical church calendar, and then um, using it to help us in our devotional lives. Uh, The the church calendar... um, sort of commemorates throughout the year the main events of the life, the redemptive acts of Jesus the Messiah. And, and so it, it sort of reminds us of all that he did throughout the course of a year. And in knowing where we're sort of at in the course of that year, it, it um, sort of helps us to really focus in uh, in our devotional lives. And um, we always talk about being a part of his story, and it just sort of allows us to know where we fit in his story and keep track of it during the course of the year and so we've been um, talking about this now since the beginning of the year actually the the Christian year starts back in December with Advent and we touched on it then we Advent's about the coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ and that's what we think about Christmas comes and we think about the incarnation and what that means um, then the epiphany and we explain that and, and uh, Jesus being revealed to the Gentiles and how important that is and then the three weekend season with Latin names that means 70, 60, and 50 days towards Easter because Easter is the main event every year that we focus on the, the death and resurrection of Christ. And as believers, really, that's something we focus on every moment of every day. But um, once a year, there it comes for to be the, the big main event that we're looking at. Now, we're in a season that's called Lent. And uh, Lent is a series of days that are designed, um, originally designed to prepare us to be in the right spot spiritually when it comes time to celebrate Easter, the the death and resurrection of Christ. Um, Some people, most everybody has heard of Lent only because of, if nothing else, for cliches like, oh, I gave that up for Lent, um, that have sort of culturally popular cliches. Um, But it's much more than just sort of giving something up. Um, Lent is supposed to remind us of our absolute dependence on God. And, and so if we decide for the season to lay something down, um, it, it, if it doesn't increase in us our awareness of under our dependence on God, we're missing the point. Uh, and so we don't just stop doing something to try and earn a brownie point with God. That's, that that would just be following a bunch of rules. It's, it's all about um, putting something aside in, in order to more deeply focus and, and perhaps be more keenly aware of our dependence on God as we, as we work through this season. And, uh, and the, the normal topics uh, during Lent are all about uh, giving and fasting and prayer. And we're sort of tying all those into our discussions and, and we're, we're talking about the spiritual battle that we're all engaged in. That um, Jesus has defeated death uh, and the evil one at the cross, and yet until he comes back and, and sets everything right again, the enemy's still trying to cause as much havoc as he possibly can. He's trying to keep people in darkness, and as the body of Christ, we're to be introducing them to the light and the kingdom of God. And so we're all engaged in this battle um, that's going on around us. And so we've talked so far, we, we touched on uh, the importance of reading the Bible, and we'll, we'll touch on that some more here in a little bit. Um, we talked about the temptations of the evil one, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and how the evil one's always trying to use those to get us off track. Um, we talked then about the importance of staying focused on Jesus and, and uh, uh, what that looks like in our lives. We talked about living with integrity. Um, last week we talked about faith. And this week um, we're going to talk about the reality that our eternal life begins when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And, and I want to make sure that we're, we're all sort of processing that this week as we think and, and spend time in our devotional life in the Lord. Before we do, though, you know, I'd like to change the subject a little bit before I hop into the message. And uh, uh, this is St. Patrick's Day weekend. And uh, St. Patrick's Day actually uh, came about as a religious holiday to celebrate the fact that St. That Patrick uh, introduced Christianity to Ireland in the 5th century. He was a, a significant part of um, telling people about Christ in Ireland and uh, what that's all about. But over time, um, now when it's taught, it's, that's usually not what people talk about. They talk about um, uh, that St. That Patrick drove all the snakes out of Ireland. You've heard that, right? and 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 do you know um why he drove the snakes out cuz he couldn't afford plane fare that's so bad isn't it yeah i was i was hunting for And uh, uh, that was so yeah i know i know well okay well i got this other one then because i thought that was really bad and this one wasn't much better but trying to kind of stick into the whole St. Patrick's Day Irish theme. Um, these two Irish guys, uh, Murphy and O'Brien, uh, they go out and they're on a walk in the woods and they come to a clearing and they see an abandoned well there. And uh, Murphy says, well, I wonder how deep that well is. And O'Brien says, well, there's one way we can figure it out. And Murphy says, well, how's that? And Brian says, well, we'll drop something down it and we'll time how long it takes to hit the bottom and you multiply that uh, time by 32 feet per second squared, the rate at which objects fall in a vacuum, subtract a little for wind resistance and we've got the depth of the well. Murphy says, what are you going to drop down in? O'Brien looks around and, and he sees this big heavy log lying on the ground. And so he squats down by it and, you know, bends his leg, picks up. It's very heavy and he gets it and he staggers over to the edge of the well. It tips it up and he drops it in the well and they start to count. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, three. Splash. Murphy says, three seconds. Uh, O'Brien says, quick, multiply that times 32 feet per second squared. 288 feet, Murphy says. "Subtract a little for wind resistant, let's say 18 feet. The depth of that well is 270 feet deep. Just as he finished these calculations, Murphy shouts, look out, and he pushes O'Brien backwards. And this goat runs between them and jumps headfirst down into the well. And Murphy says, I can't believe it. I've never seen anything like that. And they're, they're just wondering what's going on. Just then this farmer breaks into the clearing and he, and he says, well, what's going on here, boys? And O'Brien says, well, we, we were just here. We saw this well. It was abandoned. We just figured out the depth of the well to be 270 feet. And then the strangest thing happened. This goat runs by right between the two of us and he jumps headfirst down into the well. The farmer said, well, thank heavens. It wasn't one of my goats. And Murphy says, well, how do you know it wasn't? And the farmer says, because all of my goats are tethered to big, heavy logs. Is that that better or worse? (laughs) Happy St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) Scripture reading is here on purpose. John 8, 46 (laughs) through 59. Save me, Lord. Can any of you, Jesus says, prove me guilty of sin? If I'm telling the truth, why don't you believe me? He who belongs to God, here's what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. And the Jews answered him, Aren't we right in saying that you're a Samaritan and demon-possessed? I'm not possessed by demons, said Jesus, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. I'm not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. I tell you the truth. If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death." At this, the Jews exclaimed, now we know that you're demon-possessed. Abraham died and so did the prophets. you say that if anyone keeps your word, he'll never taste death? Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim is your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet 50 years old, did you said to him, and you have seen Abraham? I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. And blessed be the word of the Lord. In today's reading, Jesus says something that I, I sort of want to talk about and and. Uh, and uh, think about uh, today in this week. Uh, he says that if anyone keeps his word, they will never see death. And in this um, series in, in, on his story, we've, uh, the last few weeks we've been talking about the spiritual battle that we're in. And, and in thinking of Jesus' words and, and the battle that we're engaged in, I, I want to spend some time uh, talking about another verse. And that's Ephesians 6.15. And Ephesians 6.15 says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I want to talk about the helmet of salvation and the word of God. Salvation and the word. Because Jesus was saying, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. And and that's the first point in your notes. I want to talk for a moment about forever life and what that means. Um, If anyone keeps... His word, they'll never see death. Jesus is talking about eternal life and what that means and, and the reality of eternal life and what that means to all of us. Um, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, this is out of the message paraphrase. Uh, Peter says this, What a God we have and how fortunate we are to have him, this father of our master Jesus. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, We've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven, and the future starts now. See, this is the concept that I want you to think about um, this week and really dig into is that, that when we accept Jesus uh, as the Lord and Savior of our life because of all that he's done and because of what happened at the cross and because of everything that goes along with it, that is when eternal life Begins for us. See, that's when it starts, and and I, I think sometimes we we sort of think that that begins, you know, um, uh, maybe you know along the road, and and after we actually this body sort of gives out, and we're we're pressing on, but but what I want you to see is that eternal life begins when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, because it, it, that's that's just your life now and forever, is in Christ. It's a now and forever life. At some point, there'll be a transition when we drop this shell for a little bit um, and get a better one, a newer one, a fixed one. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, one that doesn't ache and, you know, one, that's, one that hears the way it's supposed to and sees the way it's supposed to. It doesn't have to blow up words on his iPad, so there's four words on the screen. <laughs> um, but it, we're in Christ. It's already started. And see, the reality of that, if we let the reality of that um, really sink in, it will change everything about the way that we go through our day-to-day life right now. Uh, in First Peter 3, there uh, there's some neat things that are promised to us in, in coming to Christ. Um, he says, uh, you get a brand new life. You, you, your past is forgiven. You get this brand new start, this cosmic do-over new start. How cool is that? And we get them all the time because of what Jesus did on the cross. He paid for our mess. He took care of it at the cross. Um, He he says you have everything to live for. And and to me, that means you see you get a purpose for living. In Christ, there's a purpose for living. A lot of times... um, People kind of walk through this life with no idea that they were created for something, that there's a purpose for them, and life has no meaning. And they, they move into some really bad spots because they just don't think it matters or they matter or anything else. But in Christ, when we, when we come to Christ, we have a purpose to live for. We have everything to live for. And he says, too, that th- this life includes a future in heaven. And, and what a great promise that, that it's not just this life, but it's forever life now that we have to consider. And so, so this is an amazing thing, and, and I'm not sure that we always take time to really process through how amazing that is. Sounds good, but sometimes we get so caught up in the, in the moment that, that we think, okay, it's kind of the sweet by and by, but see, in Christ, it's already begun. You've already begun your forever life in him, and, and it just gets better at some point, but, uh, but you're already in it. And so, so to me, that's the coolest thing to kind of consider uh, and hang on to is that, that our eternal life has begun as soon as we've accepted Christ as Savior. And, and that's the second point. So you see, that's the hope of salvation. That's the hope. 1 Thessalonians 5.8. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. There's the, the idea of the helmet of salvation again. And um, it, the, the reason the, it, it keeps getting called, the, this helmet of salvation, is because it, it sort of helps us to, uh, it, it guards our thoughts and our thinking. Because sometimes our thinking gets bad. Anybody here ever have some bad way of thinking about things? Yeah, the, you know, the, the cliche is stinking thinking you just all of a sudden some and sometimes it's some little thing will just pop in there and and get you all worked up uh, and sideways and frustrated and aggravated and and yet it's just really in the bigger scheme of thing in the bigger picture it doesn't make any difference and yet man those little things will get in there well this idea of eternal life going forever uh, starting now and, and being with him forever will begin to impact some of that thinking, if we'll allow it, this hope of salvation, this helmet of salvation will help us deal with some of those crazy thoughts and, and some of those bad thoughts that we sometimes um, take in and the, the anxiety and the worry and the fears that we allow to just sort of control us uh, in our lives. Um, we no longer need to be consumed by our own very small, limited, amazingly selfish viewpoint. Um, we can start looking at life from his perspective and that begins to change everything we get to see things from a bigger picture and see if if you can see things from a bigger picture from a different perspective it changes the the way that you go through them in the moment and so you know the reality is we live with him now and forever Um, we're his forever he's got us that doesn't mean that we don't go through difficult things here but they don't it's not forever um, it's for a time, but, but what's coming is amazing, and, and as we can sort of get freed from some of this stress and pressure that we so often put ourselves under in the moment, we can begin to enjoy this life in different ways, too. Most people who, who don't um, find much enjoyment in life haven't really reflected on who this is in Christ. You know, one of the things I tell you all the time is that in Christ, there should always be a measure of joy in your life, some measure of joy not you know happy skippy everything's always great but this settledness that says you know i'm his and and so i'm enduring this difficult season but this is not forever this is just now and and he's with me and i know what's coming and and uh and so he wants me to go through this and he'll he'll get me through it and i'm his forever second corinthians 10 3-5 for though we live here in the world. We don't wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. See, we're still here, um, but we're here for a purpose and a mission that God's given us. And and so um, when we sort of tap into that more than our own little thing, it changes the way we look at life and it. Makes my life far more exciting and, and worthwhile. Uh, and we don't need to be afraid any longer. And yet we live in a culture that's fear-based. Um, it's fear-motivated. And and see, everything that, that sort of comes at us has this, this fear on it. Um, everything in the news, every, every sort of thing has always got this fear fear thing behind it about what bad things are going to happen next and, and next and next and people get all wrapped up and consumed in it and if you're in that thing, you're, you're not experiencing life anymore. You're, you're sort of so afraid of what you're going to lose or what's going what's to get taken away or whatever that you don't get to enjoy the things of God in the moment and in the now. But see, it's just bad thinking again. It's a bad way of looking at life. We're not to get our perspective from the culture because it, it doesn't have hope. The culture doesn't have the hope of salvation, and so it looks at everything in a very small way. How does this impact me? What does this mean to me right now? Not the bigger picture, that God's got me, and he's gonna see me through it, always. So we have to undergo a transformation in our minds in this process that's made possible through the third point, which is the Word. And in our Ephesians 6.17, that's, that's the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. And so rather than being consumed by the fear that's just constantly being put, you know, spewed by the culture, we need to focus our thoughts on the kingdom of God and the things of the Lord because that's where life is. Life is found in moving into his kingdom and it's found in the things of the Lord. Romans 12.2, do not conform any longer to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, and our mind is renewed by the sword of the spirit. Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. See the Word of God when we when we spend time in the Word of God, it begins to um, get help us get rid of this mess that, that we've put in there for so long because that's all we've experienced in our culture. And, and oftentimes it's all we experienced, you know, in, in our homes growing up was this constant fear and anxiety and worry and stress. And, and, and so, but the word of God will change that. And because it's sharper than any double-edged sword, it, it cuts it and it, it cuts away the stuff that shouldn't be there. It separates us from the mess that we hang on to, this sometimes so familiar garbage that we hang on to just because it's familiar, but it's not right. It, it, it doesn't lead us to life, to, to real life in him. Second Timothy three sixteen and 17. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the person of God, the man of God, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. When we started this Lenten season, I talked about the importance of reading scripture. And that was four weeks ago. Uh, and so... I haven't, I haven't talked about it much. Before we, it's time to talk about it again. <laughs> this book, I said it then. I've said it a lot. You've got to spend time in this book. You just There's no substitute for breaking this book open and reading it. There's nothing like it. You can't get it in any other format. Um, uh, it, it's, it's, you you want to just open this book and, and connect with God and ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate it for you and read it. Um, and And you have to read it um, and and just let let God speak to you in it and and read it you know I, I, God can do anything. I know some people that read it like this i need I need some help god and uh, but the scary thing is you never know what you 're going to get there you can, You can get some really bad advice. What did I just point to let 's see See, it's, it's, it all got in. It's all about sorcery and stuff. Oh, my goodness. Ah. <laughs> Somebody that presumes to speak in his name but doesn't. Yeah. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. The, the, the thing is you need to, you need to have a, a, a sort of a plan. That you, that you read the scriptures with and, and that you use it as a guide and, and you need to connect with it every day and I, I, I promise you you have time for this just cut out something that's not doing you any good um, anything that's fear based coming at you just cut some of that out of your life and, and do something that's healthy and just spend time in it every day we still have something coming up on Easter for you that I've been working on for a while we're going to give you on Easter so I'm excited that that'll help in the process so uh, his life uh, real and forever life is always found in his story last verse first Thessalonians 5 5 through 11 you are all children of the light and, and children of the day we don't belong to the night or to the darkness So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert, self-controlled. Those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us, that whether we're awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. He died for us, defeated death, and rose again so that we might live with him forever, now and forever. We no longer belong to the night, the darkness, the fear, the anxiety, the worries, the, the things that take people out in our culture, but we're children of the light, uh, of the day, of the kingdom of God. And so, so we're to encourage one another and build one another up with that with that news. See, this is part of... of the amazing gift of being in Christ—we we live forever in Him. Um, there's a there's a transition spot that's difficult because we let go of something that we're very familiar with. But but it's it, it, this is a this is a never-ending deal in Him, and and knowing that will change the way that you look at your day-to-day stuff, and and it'll bring joy into your life in measures. And it'll give you purpose again for, for living. And it'll, it'll help settle you from the fears and the anxieties and the worries. And, the, and, and it'll help you from, from turning the things to try and, uh, you know, sort of deal with those things in your own strength. But it'll give you hope again. The hope of salvation. The hope of life with him forever. So I, I want to encourage you to take some time this week and really think about that, to, to think about um, this amazing gift that we have, that, that as his kids, we live with him forever, that eternal life starts now and goes on forever in him. And, and, and let that sort of impact how you live day to day, moment to moment in him. Amen. Amen. If you're watching by video or on television, thank you so much for spending these few moments with us. We know how valuable your time is and we appreciate it very much. If you need prayer, you can use the contact form on our website at keysvineyard.com and we will pray for you. Uh, if you can, come and visit us soon. We'd love to have you over Easter. Lots of events scheduled there on the website too. So come and see us if you get a chance. And uh, thanks for being a part.